talk to you about being led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. Um, where I came up with this uh, series title is the Holy Spirit Honored is that many, many people recognize God the Father, God the Son. But many times uh, are not in very uh, personable relationship or personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I've made this comment over the, over the uh, past few weeks, if you've been with us, that the Holy Spirit is not an add-on. He's not a, he's not a spiritual hitchhiker in your life. Uh, he's, he's not an accessory. He's not an option. He, he's God that has come to live in a believer. And, uh, and, and many times people, one of the, I say many times, one of, one of the things that really uh, just really caused people to turn away from the Holy Spirit, I, I as a matter of fact, I was doing some research uh, a week or two ago and online, I was talking about speaking in other tongues and, and this uh, individual was kind of, you know, against it and that type of thing. And I thought, how, how sad that is, you know, that they just don't understand and, uh, and, and if you come around here, you know, you're, you're probably not going to hear anybody speaking in tongues, uh, although I have been for over 30-some-odd years. I'm going to talk about that next week and give you uh, reasons why it's important. And, and honestly, it doesn't make me any better than anybody else. Because uh, you see Paul addressing the Corinth, the church of Corinth, and because of their immaturity, Yet they had gifts that were operating in their lives, spiritual gifts, manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit, but yet they were very, very immature. So it doesn't make you mature just because you're uh, filled with the Spirit and speak in other tongues. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? So it doesn't make me superior over those that don't, and, and so I just want you to understand that. But I do believe that it has a great, great benefit uh, that I think uh, you need to really highly consider uh, inviting into your life and let God work. And so we want to honor him at the full, uh, by the way, uh, at the full level. I want, I want everything that God has for me. I don't know about you, but I do. And so, so we, we, we've been talking about a few different things during this series. We talked about maturity in the Holy Spirit. We talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. We talked about living by the power of the Holy Spirit today. Again, we're going to be talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. I want to, I want to launch with a couple of passages of Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Do you not know? And this is a question. And I believe that God's asking us this question because I think many times we forget or maybe we don't know. When you become a Christian, when you get born again, you're born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in you. Now, that's not all of the Holy Spirit that you can have. You understand you can have more God, right? And, and, and the Bible talks about being filled with the Spirit or even a continuous being, being filled. When, uh, Ephesians 5 uh, states that we need to be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. But notice here it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Holy Spirit dwells in you? It's a question. Get this. I want you to understand this is what, this is what God's saying. Do you not know this? And, and, and really, honestly, we could probably ask ourselves that question uh, in, in a lot of activities that we're doing 
in our life. It's like, what are you doing that for? Don't you know that you're the temple of God? That God lives in you? What are you why are you engaging in such activity as you're, as you're doing, right? You understand? So, And in Romans chapter 14, verse 7 through 9, it says, For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves, for if we live, it's to honor the Lord. I like that. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord both of the living and the dead. And so we ought to honor the Lord all the time. Jesus, the Bible says that he was limited here on on this earth. Had a discussion with a, a, a young guy one time and he was like, he's not limited. I said, we can limit God. We can limit him. And and the Bible says that Jesus couldn't do anything mighty there because he was not honored. He says, says, you know, the the lack of honor prevented me from displaying or, or, or manifesting all that I wanted to manifest in people's lives. And so if we don't honor the Holy Spirit, I believe, to the level that he needs to be honored, then we're just putting limitations on him in our life. Right? And we don't want to limit him. I think that really, more so than anything, that's my purpose. And that's what I felt like the Lord wanted me to share in this whole series and really get across is that he needs to be honored so that he can, he can be everything he wants to be and that we're not limiting him in our life. And today we're talking about being led by the Spirit. You know that there's a lot of people, they want to be led by the Spirit, but only at their, at, at their command. When, when they want to be led by the Spirit. It's when they have a need, when they have a problem, when they have an issue, when they, when, when, when they, they, when they really need God, then God, lead me, lead me in this situation. But what about when He wants to lead you when you don't want Him to lead you? Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. I've always had kind of an issue with that little last statement, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And I know there's a lot of people that are born again that's not being led by the Spirit of God. So does that not make them children of God? Well, I found a translation I really think that really brings it out great, and it's not up here, but it says, if the Spirit of God is leading you, then take comfort in knowing that you are the children of God. And I I got to thinking about this. It ought to be a common practice, a common thing among God's people that we are being led by the Spirit of God, being led supernaturally and not naturally. Most people are led naturally by the natural things in this life, like their circumstances, like by their problems, by their situations, by things that are going on in life. That's what leads their life. Well, you know, I can't do this because... I can't, I can't uh, be uh, uh, a part of that because... Rather than... You know, know, the Lord leading for or against that. Does that make sense? 
And we got, we got to be led by the Spirit of God supernaturally. I believe if we're uh, allowing God to lead us and we're not limiting Him and we honor Him. See, when we honor Him, we're going to let Him lead us. And if we're letting Him lead us, then He's going to lead us in a supernatural way, which is going to pro- produce supernatural results. And so that's my objective today is to help us to understand that we need to honor him, that we truly do want him to lead us. We do want to be led by the Spirit of God. And I'm not here to teach you how to be led by the Spirit of God, though I'm going to allude to it. I, I, believe, I believe that how we become led by the Spirit of God more than anything, I could teach you all the, the, the mechanics of it, I could teach you all the, 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 uh, the knowledge of it, But if you're not sensitive to the Spirit of God, you're going to miss the Spirit of God. I think too many of us are too too sensitive to our problems and our circumstances and therefore desensitized to the Holy Spirit and His leading in our life. So we've got to become more desensitized to our problems and our circumstances and become sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit so that He can lead us through our problems and our circumstances. And that doesn't happen overnight, doesn't happen, uh, it doesn't happen by chance or accident, it happens intentionally. We've got to first, and I'm going to talk about some things in here that we got to do in our life in order for it to happen, so that we could be sensitive. And, and we, know, we know what it is, you know, you ever hurt yourself, you stub a toe or whatever, you become sensitive, and, and it seems like uh, if it seems like you, you try to protect it, and the more you try to protect it, it gets hurt. And so you're always guarding over it and that type of thing, and, 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 and that happens in people's lives. I've seen people, because they've been hurt in relationships, and by the way, uh, it's going to happen in relationships. It's going to happen. And so, so get over it. You got to learn how to process through it, and, and the Holy Spirit can help you through that. But that's what makes good relationships. Is, is really, honestly, it's working through those issues. It's when we give up on them and throw in the towel that we we just go from one failed relationship to another. I don't know why I'm saying that because somebody needs to hear it. All right, Proverbs twenty twenty seven says this: "The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart." Now, notice here. Where does God enlighten us? In our own spirit. Now, if you didn't know this, you are a spirit. You have a soul, you live in a body. But you are a spirit. And so in your spirit, you are made in his image. You are perfect in your spirit, but if you're born again, but you are a spirit. Most people are not in tune to their spirit where the Holy Spirit lives where the Holy Spirit communicates, where the Holy Spirit illuminates, and therefore, because they're not aware of it, because they're not sensitive to their own spirit or the Holy Spirit in their spirit, they are living according to the flesh, according to the Bible. And when we live according to the flesh, it produces death. There's things that die around us, our, our joy, our peace, our relationships, our circumstances. There's just things that die. And so we need to understand that your leading and your guidance don't take place out here. Remember when we were looking for a church uh, or a place to plant a church and we looked at different cities and, and I remember the Lord dealing with me. He says, you know, 
eye has not seen, ear has not heard the things that I have prepared for you, but by my spirit, I have revealed those things to you. He says, you can't be looking with your physical eyes because I may lead you into a place that is not pleasant. So you're looking for something pleasant, something that you like, something that is comfortable, something that's convenient, but that may not be me. I may lead you into something that's going to take some labor, that's going to take some some uh, some difficulties and and you know Paul remember he was he was heading to Jerusalem and and everywhere he went the the spirit would say trouble awaits you trouble awaits you and finally a prophet comes to him and say hey uh, you got trouble coming you better not go and he says i know i already know the holy spirit's been telling me but that's where i'm supposed to go because he's leading me And I'm here to tell you, because of that, we benefit from the writings of Paul that wrote the majority of the New Testament that has impacted countless lives throughout the centuries. His influence continues to live even though his body has died. He's still alive because once your body dies, you you don't die, you just change locations in your place of residence. Isn't that, isn't that true? And so we, we've, got to, we've got to understand that he wants to enlighten us in here, and that's how he directs us. Okay. Psalm 18, 28, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press on and share some thoughts with you. It says, for you, talking about God, will light my lamp. Where is he going to light your lamp? In your spirit. He will light your lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Where is he going to enlighten your darkness? In your spirit. So he's going to reveal things to you. Again, I say all this to say that too often, too many are more sensitive to their circumstances, their needs, to their outward, their outward world that they're living in rather than what's going on inside. You need to be more aware of the God that lives inside of you than the, the, the things that are going on in this world. Amen. Because it's the God that lives in you that leads you into all truth. It's the God that lives in you that shows you those things to come. It's the God that lives in you that are going to show you those things that you do not know. It's the God in you. Wow, this is good. Amen. And we need to understand that. So where, what do we do? How do we, how do we become sensitive if we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit? How do, we, how do we make that ourselves sensitive? Because you can become desensitized. There's, by the way, every one of us are... Every one of us are subject to temptations. Not a one of us are exempt from them. I don't care who you are. I'm going to just tell you that there's going to be seasons in your life where you're experiencing more temptations than others. But every time, just understand that those temptations are coming as an attack on your life. And the, the more that you succumb to them, the more that you surrender to them, the more that you submit to them, and those temptations, whatever they are in your life, 
the more that you become sensitive to them and desensitized to what God wants and is wanting to do in your life. Jesus, he resisted his temptations by the word. We understand that. We, un- we understand that. And, and so I'll, I'll allude to those things in just a moment. The point that I'm wanting to make here is that, that you cannot keep on doing some of the things that you're doing in your life and expect to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You've got, you got to quit giving in to those temptations, start looking to him and have, having him help you through whatever temptations you're going through. Some of you are so tempted all the time in giving in to the temptation to be lazy, for instance. And you might not look at yourself lazy, but go and watch your lifestyle and see how many times that you don't follow through when you should follow through, or you're always late. Oh my gosh, that's my, one of my pet peeves. Always late. Why are you always late? Why is it you're always late? Help a brother, help a sister out, right? <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. So if we're being led by the Spirit, then he's going to help us to control our lives rather than our lives controlling us. I mean, too many people, they're, they're letting their, just their, their circumstances just control their whole life, their entire life. Guys, we're here to be victors. We're here to be pace setters. We're here to set the tone. We set the tone. Uh, as, as believers, we set the tone for the, this world to follow, not for us to follow its tone. We're not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Okay, so with all that, I need to get going. Here's how to, how to get... How to get sensitive. How do you get sensitive and keep sensitive? Because once you get sensitive, you need to keep sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because you can lose that sensitivity. Number one is what I would say, praying in the Spirit. Again, I'm going to talk about that next week. Praying in the Spirit, praying in your understanding too. Praying both, actually. I should have put understanding and in the Spirit. You need to, we, we pray in the Spirit helps us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit inside of us. And I'm not going to expound, because I, I'm going to deal with that next week. Number two, a daily feeding on the Word. We, we've got to have a daily feeding of God's Word. Every day, every day, every day. The Bible says, he who sets his mind on the things of the Spirit, they will be led of the Spirit. Those that see, set their minds on the things of the flesh, they'll be led of the flesh. The flesh leads to death, the Spirit leads to life and peace. You, you got that? And so, uh, how do you set your mind on the things of the Spirit? You've got to renew your mind, and then you've got to meditate on the Word day and night, that you, may, that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So we meditate God's Word. We, we think on God's Word. We, uh, we feed on God's Word every day. On, every day, you need to be feeding on the Word of God. Yeah, it's easy for you to say this, preacher, because you're, you're, you're preparing messages. No, I do this as a, a practice and as a, as a believer. I, I do this every day. And I would do this, and I did this before I ever became a minister. you got to feed on the Word. And, and if you feed on the Word, because you're going to face things in life. 
that you just don't have answers for. I, I faced something this week, and it's like, I was talking to my wife, and I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, how to, how to address it. It was, had to do with somebody else. And, and so, you know what I did? I went in my prayer closet, prayed, prayed in the Spirit, asked God about it. Says, give me wisdom. I mean, he says that if we ask him of wisdom, he'll not withhold from us. He'll give it to us. And sure enough, a word came to me out of the reservoir that had been deposited from my time of uh, my daily feeding in the word. Out of the reservoir, there came a word out of the scripture, told me what to do. It's like, oh yeah, I see that now. But I didn't see it before. But I had, I had a deposit from feeding in the word. Therefore, I was able to deal with that situation and praise God. Amen. Number three, this is probably one of the most underestimated areas, and that's this, is connection and function in his body. We need to be connected and functioning. A connected part, not just a connected, but a functioning part of a local body. That's why we as a church, we are a church of small groups. We believe with all of our heart we need to be connected relationally. Matter of fact, today you can go online and you can sign up for a small group. We're, we're kicking them off next week, but you can go ahead and you can sign up already uh, at our website, cotmtyler.org, and you can sign up for a small group. But I want you to understand, we're, we're called to be connected and functioning relationally in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a body. When you're connected, uh, and it really stands to reason, Jesus, we're, we're called the body of Christ. Isn't in, in that right? We're called the body of Christ if we're a believer. We're called the body, if you're not a believer, we want to invite you to be a part. But we're called the body of Christ, and 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 uh, and understand Christ. Christ is our leader, and wouldn't it stand to reason that He's going to lead us in the direction that He's leading His body? It just really stands to reason that if we're if we're disconnected from the body, then are are we fully? F- I'm not saying we're not. We're, we're bad or we're heathens or, 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 or some, you know, something horrible. It's just we may not be exactly where we need to be until we're connected and functioning. Right. And, 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 and I wished I had time to build on that, but that's not the intent today. I, I just want you to be, I, I, find, I find it in my own life that when I'm in relationship with other of God's people and this is a a weekly thing for me now i'm not asking you to be a part of uh three small groups like i'm a part of but at least be a part of one small group at least be connected to a small group but i can tell you uh i just meeting with my small groups Every week, because I'm, I'm just, I love people. I'm high relational. I, I hear from God all the time. 
And I see his leading all the time, and he, he's revealing to me all the time through our relationships. Let me give you the fourth thing, okay? Because uh, I've got five uh, areas I want to hit on, and the last two are, are very, very uh, important that I really want to press in, but uh, it's this. Number, number four is be fully, fully yielded. Be fully yielded. We've got to be fully yielded to the Lord, fully yield, yielded to the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, let me give that to you real quick. It says this, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. Do I not have that up there, Richard? If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured. It's, it's interesting. It says, if you'll be willing and obedient. That's Isaiah 1, 19 and 20 for you note takers. If you'll be willing. I looked up that word willing. That word willing means want, consent, and yielded. Want. If we're willing, if we're wanting, if we're wanting and obedient, if we're, if we're consenting, if we're saying, Lord, have your way, we consent and obedient. And it also means yielded. Lord, we're fully yielded to you. See, there's a lot of people that are yielded, but they're yielded only if it's convenient or it's comfortable. But once it gets out of being convenient and comfortable, then we cease to be yielded. Gosh, I can meddle. I am tempted. Because I love you. Where did I go? I remember the first hundred dollars that above my tie that God called me to give. I remember uh, I was a young baby in the Lord, and I remember you know when you're a baby you you struggle with things, and uh, and I remember well let me just go back I, I remember well no I'll, I'll I'll stick with this one. I just when you're a baby, I have I have grandchildren and and getting to go through that process again, and it's so wonderful and and loving. But you know they 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 do things that babies do because they're not trained yet; they're still immature. And God was training me; He was training me in my giving. And uh, and I remember. Uh, I knew that I knew in, in my heart that I was supposed to give that $100 above, above, above my regular tithe. I remember it was such a struggle because I was going through lots of stuff in my life, lots of circumstances. Um, my wife at that time, she had left me. I became a single parent. There was a, a whole lot of mess that came with all of that, lawyers and uh, just a, a financial uh, challenges and that type of thing, and so for me to give a hundred dollars again, it was a it was a huge thing. It was a it was a huge like a huge thing for me to give a hundred dollars above my tithe. 
And so it, it was a struggle. Again, I could be led by my circumstances or I could be led by his spirit. I had the choice. And I say this today because it was not convenient and was not comfortable. And I struggled with it. And I wrote the check. And I went that far. And by the time that offering got to me where I was, in the, where I, was I almost reasoned myself out of obeying. And I'm thank God that I didn't. I finally, I threw it in there and something broke in me. Something broke that's been broken off my life ever since. A, 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 a spirit, I believe, of poverty. A spirit of uh, a, a mentality, uh, uh, just something in my life. But I can tell you one thing. It's helped, it helped me, and it's helped me throughout my life to be more yielded. That because I've seen him work over and 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 over again. And I, I, I'm going to share that story, and I do share that story, is because this can be applicable. I don't know what the Holy Spirit's saying to you today, but this can be applicable in a lot of different areas in your life. It's never convenient and it's never comfortable to forgive those that have hurt you and pained you bad. But it is what you need to do to stay sensitive. I I don't know where, where you're at, what it is that you need to do. But the Bible says that we'll eat the good of the land. You look that up, it means the best of the land. If not, if you, if you resist it or you rebel, the Bible says it begins to eat away at your life. Things begin they devour. It begins to eat away at your peace. In your, in your sensitivity, I believe it's where it eats away. Okay, one more thought. Number four, five, have a predisposition. Predisposition, predisposition to obey. You're predisposed to, I'm going to do this. If he asks, there's never a question. Because I'm, that's my disposition. I just am going to obey. That's a struggle for a lot of Christians. That's a struggle for a lot of people. Again, We started out with a question, don't you know who lives in you? God lives in you. And I'm not saying that you're not going to make some mistakes because you're going to make some mistakes and you get up and you shake yourself off. And I think one of the best ways that we can have a predisposition to obey is have the fear of the Lord in our lives. And what I mean by the fear of the Lord, so that I define it for you in a way that's understandable, is that you have a wholesome dread of displeasing God. That you just, it breaks your heart to break God's heart. It just bothers you to to really disappoint God, to let God down. And I remember, I remember the first time, and I hesitated saying this, but I remember the the first time, again, baby Christian trying to walk, came in, all kinds of mess. I mean, by the way, the mess that you're in today, God never intended you for, for you to get out of that mess alone, even though you're the one that created it. That's why the body's here. That's why we're here. 
But I remember I was a baby Christian, young Christian, and my girlfriend at that time, we began to kiss and got a little physical for, for a moment. Didn't, didn't get sexual, but got a little physical, a little, little touchy-feely. And I remember I began to weep like a baby because I knew I broke God's heart. Right there in front of her. Now, that girlfriend is now my wife. But after that, I told her, I said, we're either going to be friends or we're not going to be anything. Because this is not right. And I'm going to honor God. And she was real spiritual. And she says, if I can't have you, then I ain't having you at all. I said, see you later. (laughs) Now, she wised up now, okay? (laughs) She came around. She spoke out of the flesh. That was a lot of years ago. Thank God. Thank God. I love my wife. But why could I react like that? Because I have still to this day. I pray it. I pray it over my family. I pray it over my leaders. I pray it over us. That God, that you would teach us to fear you, to fear you, to teach us the fear of the Lord. That we would honor you with the entirety of our life in every moment of every day so that our lives are pleasing you. I'm, I'm praying it, I'm declaring it over our lives that we are walking in the fear of the Lord because it's in that that we stay sensitive. We keep our hearts pure. Remember, I was going to be buying a car one time and I'm not going to get into the whole story and uh, negotiated that price way down. And again, I was pretty young in the, in the Lord and uh, negotiated the price way down. And by the time that exchange got here, I felt obligated to buy the car. I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with it. It was a great car, a great price. But I knew in here it wasn't supposed to be done. And I made the exchange. I gave them the check. They gave me the keys. They left. And as soon as they left, I went in, into the bedroom. And I just was just bent over. Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I missed you. I know that I wasn't supposed to do this. And I told my wife, we were married then. I told my wife, I said, see if you can get hold of them. They lived in a, another community like 60 miles away. They even made the trip. And uh, my wife has this supernatural memory, and she remembered the name of the people that they said that they were going to go visit before they headed back. And she looked up the the name of the people, called them, got hold of them, and uh, they said, oh, it's not a problem. And so they came back, exchanged the check, gave us, and man, I tell you, my heart was just rejoicing because my heart was, it did the right thing. We need to be sensitive to God. 
And it only happens when we have the right heart. We've got to fear the Lord. Can I give you some scriptures really, really quick? Let me, let's just go through those last few scriptures on the fear of the Lord. Uh, Proverbs 22, 4, it says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Let me give it to you in another translation. It says, Being humble comes from having respect for the Lord. This will bring you wealth, honor, and life. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Proverbs 14.27 says, the, the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. That's where things flow from. To turn one away from the snares of death. Let me give it to you in another translation. It says, to worship God in wonder and awe opens the fountain of life within you. I like that. Empowering you to escape death's domain. Let's go to another one. Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord leads to life. What do we want to be led by? This Holy Spirit. How's that going to happen? Having a fear of the Lord that leads to life. If we walk in the Spirit, it produces life and peace. It leads to life. Let's go back to that, Richard. It leads to life. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. What's, is there any more? That's it. All right? You got it? So my question is, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Are you honoring him to the full capacity as you should? Are you honoring him? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you today for all that you've done in our midst. Thank you for your love. 